Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. And colder, but the big story for the next several hours, watch out for some damaging winds. Later tonight, it'll be clear and colder, lows upper 20s to mid-30s. Breezy and chilly on Thursday, highs 45 to 50. Mike Stenifer, WTOP News. Springfield now at 47 degrees. We're going to below freezing. And they just recorded a wind gust at 46 miles an hour at Reagan National Airport. We've had some nearly 60-mile-an-hour wind gusts across the area this evening. This is where you turn when the weather threatens. WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up, the U.S. Supreme Court will decide whether former President Trump is entitled to broad immunity from federal prosecution. CBS News at 10 coming up in seconds. We'll go in-depth with The Hill at 10.15. Broad support on Capitol Hill to allow D.C. to redevelop RFK Stadium. I'm Dick Iuliano. And from those winds we were talking about, we're tracking some power outages tonight, 10 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. The U.S. Supreme Court agrees to hear the Trump immunity case on federal election interference charges. CBS's Jan Crawford. President Trump lost in the Court of Appeals on this issue. The Court of Appeals, in a unanimous ruling with Republican and Democratic appointees, said that he does not have that kind of sweeping absolute immunity from prosecution. So he went right to the Supreme Court and asked the court to put a hold on this case. Now, today, the court is saying the case will remain on hold, but they're also granting a a request by the special counsel, Jack Smith, to consider the merits of this case. They're going to decide this case, and they're going to decide it relatively quickly. They're setting arguments for the week of April 22nd. That means there could be a decision by the end of June. Congressional leaders strike a deal to avoid the start of a government shutdown this Friday. It extends funding from some governmental agencies until March 8th and for the rest until March 22nd. CBS's Robert Costa. In this new statement out tonight, they say negotiators have come to an agreement, six bills uh, across the appropriations that will make sure that the government remains funded. But it allows Speaker Johnson to still try to get what he wants on border security. Wildfires are raging in the Texas panhandle, prompting evacuations and destroying homes. CBS's Dave Malkoff says of the largest fire. It's only at 3% containment, that means the firefighters in bulldozers, and a lot of these are volunteers, go around to the edges of the fire and try to cut down anything that would burn. If it's grass, if it's bushes, they want to cut everything down to the dirt because dirt can't burn. This time last night, storms were pummeling the Midwest. They've caused damage across portions of Illinois over to Ohio and in the Kentucky and West Virginia portions of those areas near Springfield, Ohio. I was just scared. I, I like, had never been in that situation. My parents, I texted them. My mom was like, why wouldn't you call us? Unfortunately, we got hit the most. And it's just uh, things happen, so we just have to accept that. Eight attempts were made to establish an IV line to put serial killer Thomas Creech to death by lethal injection. And according to Idaho Department of Corrections Director Josh Walsh... Once the medical team leader had determined that it would be unlikely uh, that they were going to be able to establish IV access, uh, that was when we halted the execution. Creech, at 73, is one of the longest-serving death row inmates in the country. Fit for duty. That is what the president's doctor says about the 81-year-old after today's annual physical. President Biden is on prescription meds, including Eliquis and Crestor. And the only change from last year is the use of a machine for sleep apnea. This is CBS News. 
Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. 10.03 here on WTOP. It is Wednesday evening, February 28, 2024. Springfield at 47, going down below freezing late. Well, there were a few different components to today's weather. I'm Dimitri Sotis of the top local stories we're following this hour. Those components were the gray skies we had earlier, the rain, the wind, and, of course, the dropping temperatures. And what are we left with now? It's the wind and the cold here as we take you live once again for an update to WTOP meteorologist Mike Stenford. And good evening, Dimitri. It looks like the worst of the wind has now come to an end across the region. Uh, the uh, wind gusts uh, in, uh, across the Bay Ridge in the 35-mile-an-hour range right now, so that's a lot better than the 67-mile-an-hour wind gusts we saw about 45 minutes ago. Uh, wind gusts at uh, Dulles Airport down to 38 now. There were 59 last hour, and even at uh, BWI Marshall, wind gusts down to 48 miles an hour. So still some wind gusts till about midnight of 40 to 50 miles an hour. Still some more scattered power outages across the region, but the winds will grow gradually diminish over the next several hours. It'll stay windy overnight. Wind advisory will go until 4 a.m. And as you mentioned, it's going to get cold overnight. A lot of the area may fall below freezing overnight, lows upper 20s to mid-30s. And we'll see a good deal of sunshine on Thursday, but it's going to be breezy and chilly with highs only in the 40s to around 50. So the worst of it is behind us, but do be, uh, if you're driving around this evening, do watch out. A lot of uh, tree limbs, a lot of garbage cans that got blown around. There'll be a lot of junk on area roadways for a while. And I'll be back in just a couple of minutes with your complete forecast. Okay, Mike. Stanford WTOP meteorologist, he mentioned the power outages. I've got some specifics for you. Dominion Energy says nearly 9,000 homes and businesses in Fairfax County are now without power. 9,000 outages in Fairfax. Loudoun County with nearly 3,000 homes and businesses in the dark with Dominion Energy. Over to Maryland, Pepco working to restore about 200 outages in Prince George's County. Then 400 homes and businesses are out in Montgomery County. Keep it here on WTOP. We're staying in touch with the utilities to keep you updated on these outages and getting everybody's lights and heat back on. There are some new developments tonight in D.C. in the effort to bring the Washington commanders back to the city to play their home games. The House has overwhelmingly approved a bill that would give the nation's capital the right to redevelop the RFK Stadium site, creating a new football stadium, housing, and commercial retail space. Those details tonight from WTOP's Dick Giuliano. Republicans and Democrats joined hands voting to give D.C. control of federal land that houses crumbling RFK Stadium. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton says she'll push the Senate to pass the bill. This bill would allow the District of Columbia to transform the RFK Stadium campus into a thriving mixed-use development. Most Marylanders in the House hoping to hang on to the Washington commanders voted against it. Glenn Ivey of Prince George's County. No different than the state of New Jersey competing with the state of New York for the Jets or the Giants. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser says the vote is a significant step forward to unlocking the potential of the 174-acre site. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Let's talk about where the team plays now. Since 1999, the Landover, Maryland home of Washington's football team has been called FedEx Field. That is no longer the case. Team leaders tell WTOP FedEx has opted out of the naming deal, and the place is now called Commander's Field. 
WTOP's Mike Marillo tells us the commanders are looking for a new naming deal for the stadium as they have a few years left at least in Landover. With two years left to go on a more than $200 million deal, FedEx says it will opt out of its naming rights deal with the commanders. In a statement, it says it's decided to not continue the deal as the shipping giant focuses on its broader NFL sponsorship. A 2023 leaked internal team document outlined a provision that allowed the company to end the deal if the team changes ownership, which it did when a group led by Josh Harris took over last year. In its own statement, the commanders thanked FedEx and said it's already looking for a new sponsor who will play what the team says is a crucial role in ushering in the next era of not only commanders football, but also a robust slate of top live events and concerts. This, as the team says, it will spend $75 million to upgrade the stadium. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. It's now been close to 10 years since a metro train filled with smoke near L'Enfant Plaza. One person was killed, dozens of others got sick from the smoke. And tonight we're learning that even after a decade, safety regulators say the rail system is still not doing enough to make sure its operators can handle that kind of emergency. The update from WTOP's Nick Ainelli. The independent agency that oversees safety on Metro says the rail system is not complying with its own rules for safety training. The Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission says some train operators have been listed as being certified even though they haven't done a required demonstration showing that they know how to use an environmental system shutoff device which can stop smoke from quickly entering a train during an emergency like what happened in 2015 during the deadly incident near L'Enfant Plaza. As a result, the Safety Commission is ordering Metro to do a number of things, including to identify which employees have not been properly certified and to develop a plan to ensure that certification requirements are not overlooked in the future. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Still to come tonight here on WTOP, why are they opening a new Lidl supermarket? I shouldn't say why, more uh, uh, where are they opening? I think why is uh, pretty self-explanatory. People like to shop there sometimes. Also ahead, two new flavors of Oreo cookies. If you'd like to try this winter, stay with us at 10.08. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, right to Bob Imler in the traffic center. In Virginia, I believe they're setting up a work zone in Woodbridge, 95 southbound, uh, beginning near Route 123. The VDOT cameras are down, so I'm not sure what's blocked and what's not, but there is a slowdown there in the main lanes of 95 south getting over the Occoquan. There is a work zone on 395 north after Washington Boulevard. Two right lanes are getting by there with just a brief slowdown. And on 66, all is quiet in both directions. Things are generally good to go. Uh, both inside and outside the Beltway. I believe they do have Glebe Road closed again tonight, though, between Military Road and Chainbridge Road as the work continues there. Beltway looks great in Maryland and Virginia, and 295, 695, and 395, good in the district. 50 to the Bay Bridge, uh, pretty much without delay, though wind restrictions are in effect at the Bay Bridge tonight. 95 at the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, each without delay between the Beltways, all's quiet on 270. Want to test an electric car? Plug it at fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra Hyundai Ionic or the Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitz way. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. WTOP meteorologist Mike Stenifer this evening. Wind advisory continues until 4 a.m. Thursday morning. We could see wind gusts over 55 miles an hour over the next several hours. Showers will end over the next couple of hours as a strong cold front comes through. It'll be windy and colder overnight behind the front. Damaging winds are a possibility for the next several hours. Our lows upper 20s to mid 30s. Lots of sunshine, breezy and colder on Thursday. Our highs 45 to 50. Increasing clouds, lighter winds at warmer temperatures on Friday. Highs mid 50s. Rain Saturday, highs near 60. Mike Stenifer, WTOP News. Uh, wind gusts of 45 miles per hour from the northwest recorded 
at Reagan National, and uh, they've been a lot higher uh, earlier across the Bay Bridge. It was like 55 miles an hour for the wind gusts and near 60 miles an hour at Dulles Airport earlier this evening. We are currently more like the mid-30s and mid-40s for our wind gusts, but still quite strong. Mike Stenniford warns of debris on the road as you drive tonight. Tyson's 44, Waldorf 47, L'Enfant Plaza 48, all the way down to 28 degrees, a real shock given how warm it was just a few hours ago. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's go to Brennan Hazelton. Lidl, the German supermarket company, is set to begin construction on its fourth Montgomery County store in downtown Bethesda company says it will open sometime later this year. Oreo is releasing two new cookie flavors Monday, dirt cake flavor cream and tiramisu thins. Rough day on Wall Street, Dow down 23, NASDAQ lost 88, S&P off 8. Brennan Hazelton, WTOP News. A little more mixed in the Asia-Pacific markets. Australia's ASX is up a tenth of a percent. Tokyo stocks down 1%. South Korea's Kospi half a percent lower. Finally, Hong Kong is rallying. It's up 1%. 10 12, and coming right up here, the Supreme Court now agrees to weigh in on former President Trump's claim of immunity from prosecution. We've got to hear from the high bench before that D.C. election interference trial can start, and we'll go in depth with the Hill. So stay with us tonight on WTOP. The following is a paid message. This is Bishop Michael Burbage of the Catholic Diocese of Arlington. At some point in our lives, we are all bound to face periods of isolation, loneliness, and the feeling that it is us against the world. We look around for help, but see no one. We feel alone on the path of life. Yet, we read in sacred scripture, if God is for us, who can be against us? God has sent us his son to reveal his love for us. We are never alone and never more than a prayer away from asking for God's help in our time of need. Be assured that his embrace will lead us away from darkness, comfort us in our sadness, and bring us back to new life. God is for us, and God is with us at every moment of our lives. Coming up here on WTOP, a little later this half hour, a vote in the Virginia legislature to set up a legal marijuana market. Will the governor go for it? Stay with us on WTOP. 1013. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Washington's top news, W. WTOP. Facts matter. 1014, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thanks for being with us. One 
the big stories this evening. The U.S. Supreme Court has now agreed to decide whether former President Trump can be prosecuted on charges he interfered with the 2020 election. The court will hear arguments in April with a decision likely no later than the end of June. Then we need to see if they can fit in that trial that was set to happen here in D.C. before the election. Zach Schoenfeld, courts and legal reporter for The Hill, joined us earlier to discuss the implications of SCOTUS taking up the case for democracy and for this year's presidential election. This is an initial blow to special counsel Jack Smith and his goal of trying to take Trump to trial before the 2024 election. This order from the Supreme Court further delays Trump's trial proceedings until they resolve the case. But they did put it on an expedited timeline, setting oral arguments for April, which likely means that the decision will come down during the normal time frame this term, so likely by the end of June. So what that means is if the Supreme Court says Trump does not have immunity, then allowing the case to move forward starting there in the early summer, it gives a narrow window for Smith to still take Trump to trial before the election. But it's very narrow, likely placing the trial if it does happen in the heat of the general election season. Is there any reason to believe any of the justices buys into the Trump argument that the former president has pretty much total immunity? Legal experts I've spoken to widely expect that the Supreme Court will ultimately rule against Trump. That being said, this is really uncharted territory. This is, of course, the first time that a former president has been charged and indicted with crimes. Uh, So, you know, many of the other cases that we get at the Supreme Court, we know how the justices have spoken and what they've written about in similar cases. But here, where we're talking about these unprecedented issues, we haven't seen the justices have a huge line of cases where we can anticipate. That being said, so far, Every judge that has waived these immunity claims from Donald Trump has rejected them. And like I said, legal experts I have spoken to uh, believe that this is so lopsided that not only the liberal justices might side against Trump here, but I've spoken to a lot of legal experts who even think that there's a potential for the Supreme Court to rule nine to zero against the former president. The arguments are heard in April, a decision by June. Does that give the nation enough time, just enough time maybe to squeeze in that trial before we'll start voting in November? Just possibly, but it would likely mean that this trial does take place in the fall, potentially not even beginning until people start casting their ballots if they're casting absentee or early ballots. And, you know, in another era, this might be a good question for a Supreme Court justice before the perception of them became so politicized. I mean, isn't it good for the country to have some sense of a resolution in this case before they go to vote? And and as a nation, are we letting our voters down by just not getting it done in time? Well, the Supreme Court certainly can't seem to get rid of Trump. Of course, this is not the only Trump case on their docket right now. They're also uh, debating whether to disqualify him from the ballot, that case that arose in Colorado uh, under the 14th Amendment. That is a decision that could come out in the coming weeks. So I think not only in that in this immunity case, but also these other cases that have been percolating up through the courts. Really, the Supreme Court is taking a central role here again in the presidential election, arguably not a role that they've played as as much of a role uh, since back in the 2000 election when they decided Bush v. Gore. Obviously, criminal immunity is a bit of a different issue uh, than Bush v. Gore in dealing with recounts in Florida, uh, but still certainly is, is thrusting all nine justices right into the political arena, which of course comes on the backs of the Supreme Court's approval ratings plummeting. Zach Schoenfeld, courts and legal reporter for The Hill. Top stories on WTOP. The U.S. House approves a bill that would let D.C. lease the RFK Stadium site 
from the National Park Service for the next century that could mean a, con- a new Commander's Stadium somewhere down the road. Federal workers, time to celebrate at least a little bit. A deal's been struck to avoid a government shutdown this weekend. We could be right back in the countdown to shutdown in about a week, though. Veteran comedian Richard Lewis has died at 76. His material, as you may remember, often featured his own life, dark comedy, his own neuroses. Keep it here for full details. It's time again for Bob Imler in the traffic center. On 95 in Virginia, southbound, getting over the Occoquan Pass 123. Traffic is slowing down. I believe it's going to be due to a work zone setting up. The VDOT cameras don't work, so can't see uh, exactly what is blocked there. And I believe it is a work zone. Could even be an incident in the roadway there. So be alert, traveling southbound in the main lanes past 123. On 66, all is quiet in both directions. 395 north, two right lanes get by the work zone after Washington Boulevard. And Glebe Road, that is closed tonight between Military Road and Chain Bridge Road for the work zone that is set up there. Things are generally good to go around the Beltway in Maryland and in Virginia. And no delays to report in Maryland on 95 Baltimore-Washington Parkway or 270. 50 to the Bay Bridge runs well. Wind restrictions still in effect, though, at the Chesapeake Bay Bridge in the district on 295. And on 695 and 395, you are good to go on each. Did you know about Lutron's battery-powered Serena Shade? Silver Spring and Arlington homeowners, contact your local Budget Blinds for this exclusive offering. BudgetBlinds.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. WTOP meteorologist Mike Steniford tonight. Strong cold front will bring some damaging winds across the area. There's a wind advisory until 4 a.m. Thursday morning. Showers will end over the next couple of hours as a powerful cold front comes through. But behind the front, we can see wind gusts of 45 to 55 miles per hour. Overnight skies will clear. It'll stay windy. Our lows upper 20s to mid-30s. Lots of sunshine. It'll be breezy. It's going to be a colder day on Thursday. Our highs only 45 to 50. Increasing clouds on Friday, but it'll be warmer. And the winds will be lighter. We'll see highs in the mid-50s. Going to be a wet start to the weekend. Look for some off and on showers on Saturday. We'll get up to a high near 60. Better weather on Sunday. Partly cloudy and a bit warmer with a high in the low 60s. Mike Steniford, WTOP News. DuPont Circle at 45, Germantown 42, Annandale 45. Colder than it has been, but we're really going to freeze pretty soon here. We're going to be down to the upper 20s during the early morning hours. As far as wind speeds right now, we're looking at a gust of 45 miles per hour at Reagan National, and they've been stronger across the Bay Bridge and out at Dulles Airport, uh, but seem to be more in the 30-mile-an-hour range. Now, still a strong wind gust, still enough to knock out power, and some people may be listening to uh, WTOP tonight on a digital device of some kind because your regular uh, radio is not working. And, of course, in the car, we invite you to stay with us right here on WTOP, but watch out on the roads as a lot of tree branches, other debris has fallen tonight. Again, temperatures now, 45 at DuPont Circle, all the way down to 28 in the suburbs overnight. Brought to you by Gutter Helmet. Don't overlook your home's gutter system. Call Gutter Helmet by Lednor Home Solutions at 888-5-HELMET. Coming up, three teenagers now charged with the September shooting death of a Prince George's County high school student. Those latest developments are on the way. And you know this uh, lack of a law in Virginia where lawmakers can use campaign funds for like a gym membership to go on vacation. Did they finally get rid of that law in Virginia?
We'll take a look on WTOP. Serta Pro Painters knows how important your home is to you. That's why they're focused on helping you bring a fresh color to your home. It's exactly what they did with mine. This is Dave Dildine from the Traffic Center. And let me tell you, when you choose Serta Pro Painters, you're not just choosing a service. You're choosing a partner in making your house your home. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate online at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. When choosing a painting professional, the choice is simple. Choose happy. Choose Serta Pro Painters. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with everything I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of dry AMD called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, colors appear dull or washed out. For others, hazy or blurred vision make it hard to see details, like fine print on price tags. Many have trouble seeing in the dark, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you think you have GA, don't wait. Treatments are available. Ask a retina specialist about FDA-approved treatments for GA. And go to gawontwait.com. You're listening to WTOP News. Good to have you here. 1023 now. Virginia lawmakers defeated campaign finance reform legislation. It would have banned elected officials from spending their political donations on personal things, such as vacations or a membership to the gym. Virginia currently allows unlimited donations from people, corporations, and special interest groups. It's a national outlier for lacking such a ban. Advocates at the state's General Assembly have been trying to put personal use restrictions on candidate spending for more than 10 years. Hopes that a bill would reach Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's desk this year ended with an unrecorded voice vote in a House committee. So no luck there, but the supporters of such a bill say they're going to try again next year. Staying in Richmond, Virginia is a step closer to opening a recreational marijuana market in the state. The Washington Post reports the Democratic-controlled House of Delegates and State Senate have passed a framework for the market. It aims to have it up and running by May of next year. There would be an almost 13% retail sales tax on marijuana in Virginia. It's higher than the 9% tax in Maryland, the tax rate of 9%. The measures face an uncertain future, though. Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin has not threatened to veto them, but he's previously said he doesn't have a lot of interest in moving forward with marijuana marketplace legislation in Virginia. Three teenagers arrested and charged with last September's murder of a 16-year-old girl outside her high school in Prince George's County. Ramon Richardson of Lanham and Cameron Anderson of Landover, both 18, and a 17-year-old from Lanham charged as an adult, are accused of shooting to death Jada Medrano Moore of Greenbelt outside her school, Deval High School in Lanham. Several days after last year's killing, another 17-year-old boy had been arrested and charged with the girl's murder. Police say the girl was hit by gunfire when a fight broke out between two rival groups. Detectives believe Jada tried to intervene when she was shot. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. 10 and 25 now as we check in again with Rob Woodfork. All right, Maryland fell to 7 and 11 in the Big Ten with a 68-61 loss to Northwestern on their home floor. The biggest issue was shooting 38% overall, including two for 22 from three, Kevin Willard. I thought we got some good open looks early and... What's happened with us against Rutgers and a little bit against Michigan State, it's kind of just 
we missed some good looks, and it kind of just affected us the rest of the game. In other games of local interest, Virginia top Boston, uh, trying to get by Boston College, uh, 43-40 now, midway through the second half. Uh, Navy and American each one in advance of their showdown in the regular season finale. And VCU, a wire-to-wire winner over Rhode Island. The NFL Players Association released its second annual report card for the 32 NFL teams. And wouldn't you know it, the commanders ranked dead last for the second straight year. They earned F-minuses in locker room, training room, and treatment facilities. The two good grades. 